Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field. Going back to Sayre. And Tennessee can say hello win column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind. I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into a Sunday edition of More Important Issues. It is Sunday, December 5th. We are live after a uh, somewhat eventful Tennessee weekend. You did have a, um, a few things going on in uh, in the state of Tennessee in general. So that's that's always good, too. Had a small win. Well, first off, state championships. We talked about them um, a little bit last week and, and what may be happening there. In Chattanooga, a um, couple state champions crowned. I'll say a couple. Tennessee has a billion. Um, probably way too many. I'll save that debate for another night, though. That'll be an off-season debate. How many classifications can Tennessee have? Um, then you uh, less than Florida. Do they have yeah. like eight? Ten- Tennessee has ten, nine, right? Oh, I guess I. Do they have? Do they have they like may have, private they schools? May have private, they may have private school divisions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also don't know what the population looks like, but yeah. Um, That'd be actually fun to look at. I know like North Dakota has a stupid or South Dakota one has a stupid amount of classifications. Um, you can decide if it water, waters down your team's championship. They play seven on seven. You. They don't even play alone. Yeah, exactly. Um, we are going to talk about Tennessee basketball. Tennessee football officially got sent to the Music City Bowl. They will be in Nashville. Um, I think that's fair and good. I think Tennessee could take advantage of a, a local bowl game, if you will. So – especially with some of the in-state recruits that Tennessee are still active on. I don't know if I'll say, you know, trending towards, because a lot of them are already committed, but active at least on. It's not done until it's done. Yeah, I mean, I I guess people wanted to go to Florida, but, you know, they're always going to side with a better record. So that's why we didn't end up – you know, we got screwed by our non-conference scheduling, so – yeah, I mean, I think all in all, I think it's a good bowl for Tennessee to be in and a good um, kind of good way to potentially capital, um, capitalize off a good year. And, I I mean, Purdue is not a great team, but someone mentioned they do have two top five wins. They do, yeah. So and They got a quarterback who can throw it. So, uh, Tennessee's DBs, um, especially, you know, not having Alante Taylor is going to be something to watch there. So, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff to watch in that game. That matchup, I, I think, is – a good one, I guess. Um, it's another Big Ten team. I think it's good for Tennessee. Um, I think yeah. it is a good opponent that you can beat. So I think it, I think it benefits. Take the over. I mean, How about that? you could say that you could say the same thing for Purdue if they want to act like Tennessee is a trash program. Then what can you really say if you win? Um, right. I'd say the same thing to some Tennessee fans too. If we we want to call Purdue a trash program, um, but we've got uh, I mentioned basketball traveled out to Colorado this weekend and then Texas Tech on Tuesday night in that game's in Madison Square Garden, right? 
in Madison Square Garden. Um, we'll also do a college football recap, some some good championship games, some boring ones. Um, I'd say more on the boring end for a lot of those, but they, they got the job done. They didn't leave us. I, I don't I don't cry about having college football ever. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that right. was how is these four o'clock games in the NFL were good. But other than that, you know, most of them were kind of blowouts today. Yeah, the Cincinnati. Um, uh, LA one got, you know, kind of interesting, but it was always kind of in hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it just got, it, 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 you had it at a point where maybe you could see a turn, but it was really always in hand for, for LA. But, uh, that was a one o'clock game. Um, but yeah, the don't cry about football. If you got some questions, drop them in the chat. I'll hop over on Twitter right now. Um, and then of course we got our segments of the week. I may stray away from them, may, may sound more stupid. There's been a lot of stupid things said in the world of college football and college basketball this week. Coach from coaches. Yeah. A lot of it. just dumb comments. I, <laughs> saying, especially from the people I'm going to pull out of here. So, Well, then you have yeah. coaches acting like they have people acting like coaches. You have, you know, people recruiting catfishing. Oh, that. I, I told you, we're just going to act like that story's true. I don't need any more sources. <laughs> we, we talked about it um, on I – know, I know you weren't here on when, or Thursday, but uh, we, we talked about it a little bit on Thursday. Of, like, that's the creepiest thing I've ever heard of. Which apparently it's a common thing, but I'm just like, why not have a – which I get. You can't you can't text all of them as often as you're, you should, you want right. to. But why is there not a way to combat things like that? Or combat – like if he asks a specific question. You want an intern answering that? You don't want the intern to be like, hey, check the messages real quick. Yeah. Very strange. Very, very strange. weird. And most of these kids are underage. That's it's just that very creepy to me. Which then you get into the coaches calling those kids at night anyways is already a little – like the college recruiting yeah. already is a little creepy when you kind of lay it out there. Yeah. Yeah. So – <laughs> um, don't don't think about it too much. Otherwise, you'll you'll find yourself being kind of creepy. You, we're all following the words of 18 year, 17, 18 year olds for the next couple mm-hmm. months now. It's a little weird. It's a little weird. Um, if you got it's questions, though, drop them in there. Let's uh let's talk Music City right now. That's that's uh, I know a lot of people. Trans perfect. Are... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. What did it used to be? Uh, what well, last time we were in Music City, it, it wasn't trans perfect. Man, I have a shirt too. I almost I thought about wearing it, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> Ooh, Tennessee wore great jerseys last time they played in Music City. Do you see a uh, return of the dark, dark mode? Maybe, maybe. Um, I, it was a uh, Franklin American Mortgage. That's it. Yeah, how did I forget that? I don't hate being in the Music City Bowl, but two things. Um, the first one we need to address is the absurd ticket prices. Gouging. It's gouging from the actual organization. It's stupid. You're not going to sell it out, especially that what you bumped the tickets up to. I think some people said some were going for $175 that were just 100 a week ago. So you're not going to sell it out gouging the fans. Like Tennessee fans are going to support, but everyone – If you clicked on the link there. today, they're like – the cheapest one was like 50 bucks. No, I, I'm not saying the cheapest is 175. They oh. tickets that were 100 last week were 175 this week. Oh, nice. So the gouging, stupid. Second thing, fix the field. The last time Tennessee played there, I don't think there was a Tennessee end zone. I think they were like all bowl themed, and then you could still see the Titans overlay. Yeah, it looks if you're bad. gonna put if you're gonna put on a bowl game, 
put on a bowl game. Don't don't half-ass it. Best way to say that. Yeah. Go in and you want the end zones to represent both teams. That's traditional of a bowl game. You want the field to look good. Um, I mean, I know the things around Nashville, like the day before, the day after the game, are going to be fun. Day of the game, like I know the, those things really don't have to do with the game. It's just the city itself. Um, do the bowl game right, for God's sakes! Don't be. You're going to make a lot of money off this. Don't be lazy about it. Yeah, that was one thing that I thought of as soon as they said Purdue. As soon as they kind of announced it that we're going to be, I think Brett McMurphy had the the first tweet uh, about it and everybody's like, Oh, it's not been tweeted out yet. Well, everybody else has tweeted out the opponents for every other thing. It's, it's happening. Okay. Um, but I was like, Purdue's literally paying all this money to come down here and boost our local, <laughs> boost our economy. Yeah. boost. Yeah. Tennessee, Tennessee benefits from it. Go to the, right. get the Tennessee economy is, is, um, is is Bill Lee still paying people 150 bucks to come here? How do we? How do I get that from Johnson City? Can I do it? Or is it just out of state people? He can pay for my ticket. Yeah, maybe, maybe just uh, maybe step on over to Bristol and then claim it, and then come come back over. Okay, all right, that? there you go. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, I, I, we mentioned it because this is Music City Bowl was one of the games that was kind of on Tennessee's radar uh, since. I mean, before bowl eligibility, um, just when the balls were kind of turning that direction. And, and yeah, I mean, you kind of mentioned like going to Nashville or Charlotte. It's It doesn't feel like a, a trip per se. But I think with Tennessee trying to – I mean, you saw the stadium this year. And I don't I don't think it's an, as much of an indictment on Josh Heupel and this current team as it is just where the program has been the last 10 years. Like even when you had – I mean, the year Tennessee should have gone to uh, the Sugar Bowl, they played music season. Like – so I think it's just an indictment of where the program has been. So, I mean, I don't think it's – I think generating in-state exposure, if you will, because, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if exposure is like work because Tennessee has plenty of it. But generating that, you know, positivity, hopefully you go in and win the bowl game um, all across the state, I think is is going to be beneficial. And, and Music City is not a premier bowl, but it's also not the Liberty Bowl, which is another in-state bowl. Yeah, and if we don't play – Pittsburgh's best team since they won the national championship under <laughs> um, majors. We're in Florida, hundred uh, percent. I mean, yeah, depending on you, unless you. I mean, Tennessee's been scheduling solid out of conference teams in terms yeah. of like Oklahoma, um, Oregon, Kentucky. <laughs> so, uh, hey, they play Louisville every single year. Like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I think I mean, yeah, depending on who you play there, yeah, it certainly could. But um, Pittsburgh obviously was a tough test. Kind of interested to see next year when you don't have Kenny Pickett. I'm sure, I can't wait to talk about Kenny Pickett when we get to the college ball recap. Um, but no, I, I think it's I think it's good for Tennessee to be in Nashville. I think I think a Nashville bowl is going to be better for like the next two or three years than, or at least the same as the as a bowl in Jacksonville. Yeah, my thing is, like, if you're going to go to the Gator Bowl or the Outback Bowl, like, you're still going to probably play another – or I think the Outback Bowl is a Big Ten team. It's a Big so, Ten. I mean, like, what, what is – what's the – like, you're not in the college football playoff, you're not in the New Year's Six Bowl, so what's really the difference? Yeah, there, there, there's not much at stake anyway, so I think playing in the state's going to be fun. Um, I know – I mean, that – it'll be close to a sellout if the ticket prices. It August, sucks. It's on a Thursday at three o'clock. That sucks. Is it a, is it a Thursday? I think so. 
for some reason, when I looked today, I thought it was a Monday, and I was like, oh, I probably won't be going to that. Yeah, Thursday. It's, yep. Oh, is it the 23rd? It's the 30th. Oh, the 30th, 30th. Okay. I thought it was the 20th for some reason. Okay. 30th, yeah. Okay, that's not bad. It's around the holidays. It's it's doable for a lot of people, but um, that may even get more more national people there, and I'm sure Tennessee will, will use that, that day, that week, as a um, – <clears throat> I don't know how much you can get recruits there, but I'm sure they'll do their best to to work that out and get people in the stadium and around the team and program. Yeah, my advice, the people that are going to probably stay there through, you know, Friday and Saturday through New Year's, don't, don't go to Broadway. <laughs> don't, just don't. Find somewhere else to go for New Year's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be paying over probably $100 to get in any bar down there, so good luck. Yeah, just don't do it. That's my advice. That is my advice. Um, I know we'll preview Purdue when we get closer to that game. Um, we kind of mentioned the team they are right now, though, and um, I think I think it is a – I mean, not that I don't, you know, like Tennessee's chances against the majority of any Big Ten team, um, but I think when you're talking about, like, a a good matchup for – because you want to you win the bowl game. Right. And if you're not – like you said, if you're not playing the college football playoff, you don't want to give yourself – an incredibly tough task doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's a good matchup. We mentioned they do have uh, two top five wins against Iowa and Michigan state who are now have fallen, taken quite the fallbacks, but still top five wins. So you can't discredit that. They did score 31 on Ohio state who was playing really good football at that time. Um, and I mean, Michigan's obviously playing really good. For, I, I just think when you talk about a, a team you can go and, and beat, you, you also get that plus, Graham Morgan said it in state recruiting tool. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a good, it's a good matchup. Um, O'Connell's a really good quarterback. He's not a running quarterback, um, but but he will if if you're not able to get pressure, he will pick you apart. David Bell is one of the best wide receivers in the country. I think he has uh, over 1,200 yards, six touchdowns, ninety um, something catches, and uh, they're 47 percent on third down. So th- those are kind of the things that really stood out to me. Just looking at at them as a whole, um, mm-hmm. they have lost some head scratchers. The Minnesota game right. was just a weird. They scored what thirteen points in that game, and they go score thirty one against Ohio State. It's just a weird. It just seems like they get up. You know, for some reason, Purdue just has that underdog mentality. When they go play a top five team, they seem to just play out of their minds. And you saw that with Rondell Moore a couple years ago against Ohio State. Good news. Tennessee won't be anywhere close to a top five team. So true. <laughs> good good news on that front for now. But but what about Tennessee's losses? You know, I, I know Florida isn't it doesn't look like a good loss. Um, uh, but at that time they just given Alabama a game. Yeah, I mean and we then, we 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 kind of talked about this last Sunday. I mean, there's not like any in terms of if you're just looking at win loss, there's not an there's not like a bad loss on that schedule when you talk about who you lost to. Florida, I will say, is a not a great loss, but you like you just said, you have to look at the context of it. Yeah, um, and then everybody else, Ole Miss won ten games. They're going to play in the Sugar Bowl. Um, Alabama, Georgia's in the college football playoff. Pittsburgh just won an ACC title, so um, and they won ten games. So it's just. What can you do? 
Yeah, and, but to, I mean, and then kind of talking about how said just when you grade the win loss column, you obviously have to fix a lot of those um, blowouts to if you want to start closing the gap on the the Georgias and the Alabamas, and then that Florida loss when you like I said when you look back on it, it's not a great loss. Um, it was a blowout. Um, won't sugarcoat that. Tennessee made it kind of look decently okay in the fourth quarter, um, and then I mean a lot. <laughs> The frustrating thing about the pit loss is the quarterback situation. If you iron out who your quarterback is and you have him, you have Hendon Hooker going into that game, it's hard not to say Tennessee probably wins that. Um, and then the old Miss, you're talking about – you mentioned what could plague Tennessee against Purdue. You're talking about third downs, third and fourth down. If Tennessee's good on third and fourth down against Ole Miss, decent, you probably win that game. So then you get into the frustrating part of those losses. Um, yeah, I think – I mean – and even some stuff that, like, Tennessee couldn't control, like officiating. You had that one against Pittsburgh where it's clearly Hendon Hooker gets the first down and they marked him short, um, and then you don't get it on fourth down. And then right. they call back a defensive touchdown by Tyler Barron against Ole Miss. Yeah. That that would have been a game-changer in that game. So, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that Tennessee, you know, it just seems like we always play teams at their best. Um, and really couldn't catch a break this season. Um, Which is a compliment. <laughs> yeah, but but still ended up 7-5 and five in, into a a bowl game. I mean, yeah, maybe if you get – if you're 6-6, six and six, like we kind of predicted them, and that's even probably being a little homer in there. Um, but I, I, think, I think it was overall success, and I think it's a success to be in the Music City Bowl. It's not – again, going back to if you're in the Outback Bowl um, – Gator Bowl, or it's the same. It's the same. It doesn't I would have been excited for the Outback. Gives a little bit more exposure. It feels like, um, but Gator Bowl, mm. yeah. No one wants to go to Jacksonville. I'm okay with. I'm okay with Music City when you. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather go to Nashville than Jacksonville. Oh, for sure. Now Tampa, sure. I'd rather be in Tampa than Nashville, <laughs> especially at, at this point in the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know we'll even grade. We'll we'll definitely talk more Purdue when we get to that point. We'll even grade Tennessee football as a season when it's Jeff over. Rom, we um, forgot Tennessee's former coach. And you're an idiot if you didn't believe he was if he was coming here uh, or whatever he oh, said yeah. about the attendance. Uh, whatever, dude. What would be like awesome if Jimmy Himes? Which he would never do this, but if he like got a picture with Jeff Brom and like made like a joke a, about it. Oh, I mean, just give us a picture that we can, like, Photoshop a contract in there. Him holding, like, a, a negated contract. Yeah, maybe make, like, pay Jeff Braum, like, $100 to say I was coming here. <laughs> NI, some NIL. Yeah. <laughs> Which, hey, Jeff Braum did what I said I would do. If I'm Brian Kelly, if I'm Lane Kiffin, if we want to go back that far, and I'm sure there's plenty of other coaches, if I'm a coach, I would simply tell my program, like, my AD, that I'm my, my new AD. And Jeff Braum may have done this. If this leaks before I can tell my team, I'm not coming there. Because then you iron out, you find out if if your AD's on your side from day one, you know he's not going to run to the media about bull crap. Um, you find out if those lower level people are on the same page as you. But if I, I mean, why would I want to burn relationships with guys on that? Like, no one from Notre Dame is going to transfer to LSU. Hell no. The way that went down. No matter how good they are. And, and especially the way, like, they've – I mean, they were kind of the forefront of hiring Marcus Freeman. That's yeah. what the players wanted. Right. 
So none of them are transferring to, to well, I'm just saying, why, why burn those bridges Yeah, with a program and when you don't why, have to? And how are you this – like you're the number five team in the country. You had a shot at the college football playoff, and, you know, it's kind of your own fault that you won't join a conference, but – how do you how do you only spend eleven minutes saying goodbye to your team? I'll never understand. Less than that, wasn't it? it was, I thought it was like four. I I, th- I heard that I they that been how, from his from when he came in to when he left campus was eleven minutes. Oh yeah, yeah. The speech I think was like four and a half minutes. Yeah, it's like with no southern accent. No, yeah. He, he mentioned family in that. It's my family. I'm like, what? Credit, hey, credit to him for going all in. I, I I love it. I love it. He said, I'm here. You're taking acting here. classes. Exactly. If I'm here, I'm going to be here. Um, I, I respect that. But, yeah, so maybe, I mean, hey, get a good picture of Jeff Brom there, Jimmy Holmes. Um, we Tennessee fans would love it. Maybe You know how we were joking that yourself. Jeremy Pruitt was turning into Phil Fulmer, like, each each day? Oh, yeah. Like he looked more and more like Phil Fulmer. Maybe he's trying to be Coach O. Maybe. I, I think there's probably something to that. <laughs> He's like, where's the good crawfish around here? Yeah. How do I, I win uh, a national championship? And there's a, First of all, he's like, this guy I can't even speak English. How the hell did he win a national championship? That, so that would be too. If we could see the progression into Coach O where like you could understand him as at his goodbye speech to like in six months, you can't understand a damn word Brian Kelly's saying. That would be fantastic. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> I'd love water. to track that one. I'd love to track that progression. Um no, that was all about Jeff Brom. Though. I'd love to. That'd be good to get. Give us a good laugh. Let us let yeah. us chuckle a little bit. Let us chuckle. Um, let's talk a uh, recruiting front. I know Tennessee still got a lot of work to do. Um, I know some people are going to talk about, uh, you know, the quality of, of guys we're getting. But the, the fact is, Tennessee just needed commitments right now. They did get one um, from an official visitor this weekend. Yeah, so, I mean, that's two in the past two weeks. Um, you know, it feels like you, you found some momentum in recruiting a little bit. Had a lot of guys on campus this weekend. Um, we'll see if it turns into any more. You know, there there's another guy trying trending there. But first, we'll get to Jordan Thomas, um, Tennessee's most recent commit. He uh, just recently decommitted from Mississippi State. And then, you know, on his official visit this weekend, committed to Tennessee. He's a three-star safety um, 6'2", 190 pounds out of Montgomery, Alabama. Offer from Mississippi State, Indiana, South Carolina. Um, just a few to, to mention there. Really likes Willie Martinez, Tim Banks. Um, you know, I think they were his – yeah, Will, Willie Martinez was primary recruiter, and then Tim Banks was in there as well. Um, but, yeah, a, a big safety, likes to hit. Um, I watched his highlight tape yesterday, I think. And, uh, you know, likes to, to fill the lane and, and come up and help and run support, which, you know, we're, we're all about big hits on this show. So, uh, like that, and got a few interceptions. I think two interceptions this season, two sacks. Um, so, maybe a guy that you can use in that nickel a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I think, uh, I think safety is, you know, kind of wide open on this roster too, but um, I think it's a kid who – can play multiple positions in the secondary for you. Yeah, and Tennessee's going to need to replace some of that. So um, definitely going to need to um, try to try to find guys that are versatile in the secondary. Yep. Uh, but there, there's we. I'm actually curious to see bowl game. You mentioned Alante Taylor. I'm sorry to go away from like recruits. I'm curious to see some of the guys on campus how impactful they can be. Um, and I think you'll find out at least a few of those in the in the bowl game. 
So okay, yeah, yeah. He's he's been to Tennessee a couple times. Um, was there for the South Carolina game, so he got to kind of see that atmosphere and just kind of fell in love with it. So, um, really good pickup for Tennessee. Hopefully, they can continue this momentum. I know uh, Caleb Webb is another guy that's turning toward Tennessee. Just decommitted from Eastern Carolina today. Um, his recruitment's really picked up. Got a lot of offers here recently. And uh, I'll see if I can find those real quick. But he's at uh, Powder Springs, Georgia. Yep, Powder Springs, Georgia. Um, just got a bump from 247, and they have him as the 191 overall player in the country. So was kind of a three-star. Uh, again, just kind of came on late, had a really good senior season. Um, offers from Michigan, Tennessee, Georgia Tech, Kentucky, Houston, Ole Miss, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. So, you know, his even though he just decommitted from ECU, you know, this kid has a lot of options out there. Um, I think he liked yeah. ECU because they were one of the first ones that offered him. Kind of hopped on that offer, but, you know, kind of blew up in recruitment. So, he was on his official visit this weekend too. So, you know, he just decommitted. So, you'd think, you know, any time now we'll, we'll see Caleb Webb in right. this class as well. Right. Do you want to talk about any of those official visitors this weekend? Or Yeah. Um, oh, we don't have to. The, the the big guy um, that just won a state championship from Powell, Walter Nolan, was on his um, official visit. He didn't start his until Saturday morning, um, so I, I think his goes on until Monday, if I remember correctly. So um, we'll see. I mean, Eric Kane mentioned that it, the door is open. Right. It, it's not over. I mean, it's not over until it's over, especially. I liked what someone said. Um, I don't remember if this is due to a transfer. Someone tweeted it, just a random account, that uh, with, with transfers and all that now, like recruitment's really not over now until your eligibility's over. Um, yeah. You can kind of end up anywhere. And I mean, you saw it with the uh, Ohio State, um, blanking on his name right now, the quarterback that left when high school early. And hours. yeah, now he's uh, transferring from Ohio State, got his. Uh, Got his payday, never played a snap, and going back to Texas, it looks like. So, it's not over until yeah. it's over. But like, where in Texas is he going? I saw Texas and Texas Tech were his front runners. Yeah. I mean, those programs are ass. It's got NIL. NIL and playing time. I guess. I just – Because he's a day one starter probably on either of those rosters. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I just haven't been ever offered that – been offered that money at that age, but dude, I want to go win. And looking yeah. at those two programs, I mean, they ain't winning, right? Especially when Texas heads to the SEC here in the next couple of years. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, there's a reason Lincoln Riley left Oklahoma. Yeah, which I know he didn't coach USC, but it was kind of fitting that they lost to Cal in just abysmal fashion when he was officially he is officially the head coach. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Was he on the sideline? Ah, surely he might have been. I don't I mean I. He might have just been present. He wasn't coaching. Right, right. But I don't know. I mean, it, surely he was there because that had to be a big. It's a big recruiting weekend for them too. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Walter Nolan was in town. 
you know, won that state title. So you know, I'm sure he came in in a good mood. So we're, we'll see where that uh, – apparently his parents came in. They liked it. But I just don't get the appeal to Texas A&M. You know, it, it would be different. Like, I get, like, they beat Alabama. You saw that in person. Boom, I'm going there. But the way they ended their season, I'm like, how are they pulling in? I, I know you just mentioned NIL. But how are they right. pulling in, like, five stars? I mean, we did it, and I was thinking the same thing. Like, how are we getting <laughs> these five stars? Um, and then it come to find out we were paying them. I guess it's legal now. Yeah. So, Well, I mean, uh, I, I told you I think uh, Texas coming to the SEC is going to put A&M in a tough spot where they kind of were in the Big 12. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of money in, in Texas, especially, you know, that they uh, allocate to football. So there's definitely money there in, ter- in, in terms of NIL. Like, they'll make it work. Um to get guys on campus, but yeah, I mean, and then there is some appeal of Jimbo Fisher. He's a national championship coach. Um, there's history with AM. There's um, they did beat Alabama this year. I think, I think they have enough going for them to keep the top guys wanting to come there. Not at the rate that you have Alabama and Georgia acquiring them um, for obvious reasons, but to keep the top guys still wanting to play there. I think they're, I, I don't, if your goal is to win a national championship, I don't know how you can necessarily point to AM. Um, right. cause it's not like Jimbo's brought them to new heights or anything, mm-hmm. but if you're just like, oh, I believe in what's going on at a and I believe they have a chance. How, how do you look at that? Like looking at college football, right. you saw right. what Alabama was able to do to Georgia, who has the best defense ever. Probably. I mean, if you don't have a good offense, you're, you're not going to win anything. And a, the way right. A&M played offense this season, I know Haynes King went down, but even with Haynes King, they weren't a national championship team. No, no, not at all. Not at and you're all. definitely not um, going to be one of Zach Calzada. I don't care if he played out of his mind against <laughs> Alabama. I mean, they beat Alabama and Auburn, and they lost to every other team in the West. Is that real? Yeah, they lost Mississippi State. Oh, my God. I knew, they, I knew they lost the State. Wow. And Ole Miss, yeah. That's not good. That's, that, that's no way to, no way to slice that. I mean, the, those two teams, like – if you're looking at the West, you're thinking, if I'm a and I have to be Auburn, Alabama, and I'm in the SEC championship. Easy. And yeah. they beat those two teams and still couldn't get there. Yeah, it's not good. Um, they definitely had a weird year, and uh, injuries did play a part. They they were played pretty early on. I, yeah, whatever. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like I said, though, even if um, – I think kind of the good thing maybe for Tennessee right now slash could be a bad thing if you, you have stuff that happens in your program like last year – um, the good thing is, is if these guys are, if you're in and you've built relationships with these guys and they go to another school, um, that doesn't mean it's over for the forever. Yep. Um, you, you could have a second shot at them. Yes. Yeah, all that with Cade Mays. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, you also had Jeffrey Mba, the number one Juco player in the country. Uh, you had Desmond Williams, who is a, um, three-star cornerback that that's from the junior college ranks as well. So when do they um, grade those JUCO guys? Because I didn't see a star rating for. I'm going to try to pronounce his name. Mba. Yeah. Um, I think it's different times. I, I don't really know. Like, how, I feel like that's tough because it's not like these right. kids like go to camps. Right. You're just looking at at pretty much game film. Um. So I don't know. I don't know how that actually works 
But it, it is a lot later than like in, in like right. you're seeing these high school kids get a ranking like their sophomore year. But I know like Tyon Evans was just I don't know if it was like kind of generic three star and then they did they redid the JUCO rankings and he got his fourth. Right. So I didn't know how that how that worked. Yeah. So Jeffrey Umbaugh is he's rated on two four seven as the number one junior college player. Um, but Desmond Williams doesn't have a ranking. He goes to East Central Community College. Um, you had C.J. Smith, who was a Florida commit. He also um, did his official visit. I mean, I saw the interview with him after this, and he said it went really well, but, you know, he kind of just said, I'm still committed to Florida, and I'm going to give the staff a chance. You know, if things go well, I'm going to go to Florida. So. All right. It looks like they'll have some type of stable situation with with Billy Napier. So yeah, I mean, hey, I'm all for it. Take your visits. <laughs> Somebody yeah, else pay no. for it. Go go see the country. Um, <laughs> Darren Agu is a Vanderbilt commit. Um, I think he's a four star on on some sites and three stars on other. But he's a uh, six six two hundred twenty five edge player from uh, Rabun Gap, Georgia. Rabun Gap. Sounds good to me. You yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Um, that's all. And then you had Elijah Herring, who, who's been committed to Tennessee for uh, – I think he was actually the first commit in this class from uh, Riverdale High School in Murfreesboro. So, um, a lot of guys, you have, I think, two more that's – or actually three guys um, slated to official, officially visit next week. You have Justin Williams, four-star running back. Tyree West, um, a four-star defensive lineman and and top 100 player that's committed to Georgia right now, and Amari Jackson, a cornerback that's committed to Boston College. First steps getting him on campus. See if you can keep him there. Yeah, yeah. Let's. let's hey, no hostage situation there. Get on that hype train, baby. <laughs> but, but see if you can keep well. Him. What do you have to lose? You know, that's my pitch. What do you have to lose? I mean, you're you're gonna come here, score, win some games, score some points. I'd much rather score points and go seven and five than be ass and win and win eight games. How about that? No, I'm just who's the eighth? Who's the eighth game? Who's the eighth? I'm more I'm more saying that to Texas A&M. That's why I asked who the eighth game was. Because if it's Alabama, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the, I'll take it. I'll take the eighth game. I'll be honest. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if we just beat Alabama, I'm happy. I don't care if we win another game after that. <laughs> the 1-11 and 11 Tennessee Volunteers. Beat <laughs> I mean, dude, that's how I felt about A&M. Looking at their, the rest of their season, I'm like, you beat that team? A&M doesn't have the rivalry with Alabama, so these fans will disagree. But if it was the 1-11 and 11 Volunteers, not that I'd be happy, but I'd be happy for, for like a you, season. You'd remember that team. <laughs> I would. <laughs> <laughs> you'd never forget that team. I absolutely would. Um, well, let's flip over. Let's let's change the mood to basketball. Let's let's uh let's hit the court here. Tennessee did travel to Boulder this weekend. Beautiful, I love Boulder. You didn't? Did you go to Boulder when you were out there? No, I didn't. I went to Red Rocks one day. Um, and just kind of stayed around Denver. Boulder Our Colorado awesome Springs is, is somewhere we need to go. Boulder is somewhere we need to go. Um, but yeah, we just uh, we just kind of wanted to see the city. We're not big hiking people, so like I. I know Garden of the Gods is something like you don't have to really like hike. Um, 
But yeah, that's most people are like, oh, you guys didn't hike. I'm like, no. <laughs> I wanted to Boulder's drink. Boulder's a cool college town though. So okay. Yeah, drink like it's a cool, it's a cool town. Um, and then they do have some good hikes there too. So um probably there's better hikes in Colorado, I'm sure that people would tell you, but I enjoyed my time in Boulder. Uh Tennessee enjoyed their time in Boulder. Rick Barnes, Kennedy Chandler specifically enjoyed his time in Boulder, uh, getting to 27 points. I got to yeah. think, I saw them, they were working out at the Brooklyn Nets facility. I got to think maybe some of the coaching staff might have been. Uh, oh, the, that's, they're scouting him already? May I, I, I don't know Checking the I don't know the Brooklyn Nets situation, but I got to think when you get a kid like Kennedy Chandler in your building, you're no matter how it happened, you got to be kind of excited. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't, they probably don't even have a first-round pick with right. they got on their team um, <laughs> for years to come. But, yeah, I mean, do your due diligence, I guess. He's going to be gone way before the Brooklyn Nets ever see him. So More than likely. More than likely. I uh, don't think he'll fall to the second round. A lot of scouts, I mean, they were excited coming in, and then they've seen him play and, and just get a little bit more fired up, according to to all the media that, that's uh, that's come about. But Tennessee got off to a slow start yesterday. Um, but all in all, I mean, you fin- you finished out strong. There's there's not a, a ton you can really say to, to to that, and I know it wasn't. I'd rather I'd rather start um, I'd rather start slow and finish strong than, than vice versa. So. Right. Yeah, I mean they they just had no answer for Kenny Chandler. Um, I think we're down eight to nothing to to start yeah. off the game, and he just went. He he just seemed like he was fed up and just went to the basket and got got a basket. He's what like, you, I'm I mean, I'm taking the top off this thing. Which you need a guy that that can do that, and Kenny Chandler has that ability. Dude, his his change of pace is what blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. You know, you had recently you, you had a guy in Jordan Bone that could that had the speed to get to the basket. Um, he just his ability to make defenders stop without really making a move, just in his change of pace is just it's mind blowing. I mean, that's well, where he's, he's so he's smart. Gonna get teams so, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's I mean, get that's what sets him apart. I mean, yeah, there, there's been those quick athletic guards, but he's just so smart. Like, he, know, he knows when to be quick. He knows right. when to be slow. Like, that's so I guess the change of pace is, is a huge factor, but you got to know knowing when to do it is, is what kind of has what looks like is going to make him different than a lot of these guys. Yeah. I think a Purdue player said after the game, he's like, I mean, we just. We tried everything and just couldn't like we tried switching, we tried going under screens, we tried going over screens, and he was like, he just made us pay with everything everything we threw at him. Um and so I, I don't know who's gonna be the national player of the year, but from the looks at it, Kenny Chandler's gotta be up in that conversation. And the if, fact if that he, he didn't make he an all SEC uh preseason team is laughable. That's so stupid. It's so stupid. laughable. Him and John, like, how do you? I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna get. I, I'm good. Got a lot to say about that. I'm, I'm not gonna get into that. But I, yeah. I mean, this team, this Tennessee team. I mean, they've they've got a lot of uh, a lot of good qualities to them, but um, they do have a lot of. I mean, they still have to figure out the front court situation. Um, who's who's gonna be the guy that? that I mean, you're obviously not getting a, a ton out of Urosh. Um, Brandon Huntley Hatfield has, has looked good at times, but it's I mean, you can tell his he's he's the same age as um Kennedy Chandler, but he's it's gonna take him more time to obviously kind of get into the flow of things. They do play two different positions and two different types of games, but um then you have Fulkerson and Kumwa who started the game for you. And um 
as as much better basketball this season than I think Kumas played than he has his previous two, he's still got a long way to come. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like t- I mean Tennessee is guard heavy. Um, and you it's saw, good like, they've it's good they've changed. You mentioned they're guard heavy. It's good they've changed their game where they're going to benefit much more from that, from that than they would have their previous seasons. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I mean, Buffalo like didn't have like Justin Powell came in. You know, I know I know Tennessee didn't shoot very well, but we were athletic. You know, we made things difficult on the defensive end where they just didn't really have an answer. Um, I think that was the least amount of points they've scored in a home game since like 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah, not um, as high scoring affair as you expect from a, the, this Tennessee team now. Right. I mean, what do we shoot like? Oh, not good. 20, Victor Bailey didn't 20. even attempt a shot. Yeah, that was. I mean, he played. I wouldn't notice that without he going. Didn't, to he didn't have any. He didn't do anything. And without without quick of a trigger he's had on on those on his three point attempts this year, how does he not get one off? Is is kind of. Interesting. I mean, he didn't record a stat as, except a foul. That's some Caleb Mitchell basketball right there. <laughs> I would have had a few more fouls. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in the stat column strong. Yeah. I mean, that's all he had. He had one personal foul, no rebounds, no assists. So I, I don't know if he just wasn't involved in the offense or anything. But yeah, just didn't really make an impact. Um, Justin Powell played played 28 minutes. Was only one for eight from the field. Um, still had some steals, assists, five points. Josiah Jordan James came back. I mm-hmm. think that's that's what helps this front court out is yeah. having a guy like that that can play wing and he can play in the post, get you nine rebounds, had four blocks. Um, I, I think he's able to kind of make up for the lack of production from the front court. Yeah. And I mean, Tennessee fans, are, you're going to be frustrated with the shooting, but he's going to help you in other areas of the game. I mean, that's that's yeah. who he is. Fortunately, I'm hey, I'll, I'll take one that. for two from from three from Josiah Jordan James. Now, the <laughs> one, one for six, like Justin Powell went. That's I mean, that's going to happen every now and then. But I'd much rather Justin Powell do it than Josiah Jordan James do it. Fair, fair. J- Justin Powell can shoot. He'll he'll yeah. hit plenty. Right. He'll get his. Yeah. He'll get his. Um, and I thought Viscovi played – he's played well yeah. this whole season. I, I know he's really changed his diet and everything and made him, um, you know, kind of change his body a little bit. I don't know if he can really tell a ton, but you can in his conditioning. I, I, was about, um, I think his defending has been much better this year. Right. Um, I'm going to have to go look at the box. Yeah, he was five for five from the, the field, uh, three for three from three, 13 points. Um <laughs> So gave Tennessee a huge boost at uh, that other guard position, and I think he's he he benefits a lot from having Kennedy Chandler. Oh yes, we thought he would more last year. Unfortunately, he was still kind of the point guard role. Um, but now you got a true point guard to, to. He still brings the ball up the court, still handles. But yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, and adapting. I mean, Rick Barnes were like, "Hey, play Keon, play Jaden last year, and now this year." Kennedy's blown up, which I know Kennedy Chandler is just different. But Zakai Ziegler and, and Brandon Hunley Hatfield, I, I right. think he's adapted a little bit. Hey, if they can if they can help you out, let's let's unleash him. Right, right. Still loves. I yeah, mean, six Ziegler, I know three. That's that, that's that. Got to be better. You can't beat a ton of teams 
shooting like that. I guess if you you can if you play def- defense like that, but right, that's definitely not ideal. Yeah, I would I would agree. And then you get a uh, you get a tough matchup. I don't know if you want to mention anything else for the Colorado game before we go away from it. Um, but you do have a, a, a tough matchup in Texas Tech. We mentioned in New York on uh, on Tuesday night, seven p.m. tip on ESPN. Yeah, I, one thing I do want to mention. And this kind of goes into this next game too against Texas Tech. What's Tennessee in blocks? I mean, we had eight blocks, and I think we yeah, averaged like close to six. I mean, we got to be close to leading the country in blocks, right? Which is you'd think, which is pretty but, incredible. And, and we don't really have a true rim protector. No, you lost your your guy that that did that job last year, and. Um, you're a little worried that, that Tennessee may struggle to to register a ton in that category, but yeah, they're they're averaging a little bit less than six per game. But they are uh, where where'd this go? They have 39 on the year. So I don't know where that ranks. Um, but yeah, t- tough test coming up with uh, with Texas Tech. So I'm. Uh, they haven't played anybody though. That's the good news. But but they're a good they're a good team. Yeah, I think it's a different team than we've seen in the past. Um, you know, Beard went to Texas, so you know they don't have him. Matt McClung's gone, and I forget who else they had on that team. But yeah, it's a different Texas Tech team. I think they're still a pretty decent team. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun to kind of see this team in a neutral side game. We're just preparing for March. That's what we're doing. Getting ready for yeah, the NCAA tournament. The out-of-conference schedule this year has been – you talk. You think football has been tough? Um, Tennessee has not – Rick Barnes has not done his team any favors. No, 100%. So, they uh, – You good? They, Yeah, I'm good. Sorry, I had to flip this camera off for a second to fix this. Um, you make it? Yeah. Always, it's got it's hot in here, man. We've got the we've got the wood burning stove getting ready for uh for Yellowstone tonight, and uh, oh, you're gonna kind of set the mood, and I'm sweating. Lay nude on a bearskin rug and, and watch uh, Yellowstone. I would actually love that's a great idea. I might need to do that. <laughs> How much is a bearskin rug? Does anybody know that? First off, I'm getting I'm not getting the real one if I do it because there's no way they're cheap. No. Let's see how much a bearskin rug is. <laughs> oh, this! Oh, that's a cowhide. I don't want a cow. I want a bear. That's definitely. Oh, I, that looks like a teddy bear. I mean, this Graham, looks four hundred. Four hundred? Oh, we could do that. Write it off as an expense. Um, Graham said he thinks Tennessee guards taking it to the rim is advantageous. I, I mean, I agree. I think that's what Tennessee's been missing the last three years is a guard that just takes the ball to the rim. Gives your, it gives your team so much when you oh, have yeah. that. And Tennessee's lacked that, even when it's had good guards. Hasn't had one like Kennedy Chandler that not only gets to the rim, but also finishes at the rim. Um, you, you had some of that with uh, when when they were trying to kind of iron out who that that ball handler point guard guy was with Jordan Bone and Lamonte um, Turner. And Jordan Bone kind of seemed to be the guy to finish at the rim more than often, but still looked to pass a lot, and still, which is good. You want to create, but at some point you have to have a guy that when he's at the rim, he finishes. Yeah, I think – I mean, it just gets to that point where, like, 
you don't have a huge cold spell because you have a guy that can just go get a basket. Oh, um, yeah. That's what Kenny Chandler did when we were down eight to nothing. He was like, "Screw this! I'm we have to <laughs> we have to score." Um, right. And then he scored like that last eight Tennessee points in the first half um, to give Tennessee that ten point lead heading into halftime. And I think he had, um, I think he had sixteen at halftime. I mean, it, it was just like the Kenny Chandler show. And then you know played well in the only scored eleven in the um, second half, but. You know, when Tennessee needed a basket, Kenny Chandler's going to get there. Like, um, I want to say Purdue. Colorado, same colors. They cut it down to five, and then Kenny Chandler scored, like, two more baskets to to keep them away. Um, right. Again, they just didn't have an answer for the true freshman, and uh, I think he's turning a lot of heads. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so sorry for looking at this. these blocks. You're going to be really upset. Do you know who leads the country in blocks? Is it Tennessee's Purdue? 30th, by the way. It's not Purdue. Oh, huh? Is it Kentucky? It's Memphis. <laughs> Dude, they suck. They're bad. Memphis sucks. Well, I hope we don't lose them after I just said that, but right. they right. are not good. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, their um, best player, literally, like, he's as big as this freaking headphone cord. <laughs> Well, that's who Tennessee loses to, Landon. Why do you bring that up? I mean, I, I you put Jashad Jordan James, and he doesn't even sniff the rim. <laughs> I'd love to see it. Uh, you do have kind of leading up to that Memphis. You got uh, Texas Tech on uh, on Friday, then um, UNC Greensboro on Saturday. I don't know anything about them. I feel like they're usually pretty decent though. On Saturday, what did I say? Friday. Yeah, it's on Saturday. You said Saturday. Yeah. Okay. Um, I feel like they usually have a, a decent team in terms of the level they're at. I'm not sure what conference they play in. Um, then USC Upstate next Tuesday, and then that's Memphis that Saturday in uh, in in Nashville, Tennessee, making two trips to Nashville. UNC Greensboro is in the Southern Conference. Okay, so they're, they're there with uh, they're ETSU right and, now. Gotcha. They're there with the. Is that yeah? That's Southern. Um, and then to finish off the, we talked about that challenging out of conference schedule, number 11, Arizona on Wednesday, that'll be a home game for Tennessee. Yep. So good matchup. And then you, then you get your winter break and, uh, it's, it's SEC Tom. Okay. All right. A little Wednesday night game. Yeah. Should be a good crowd in Knoxville. Should be. It's, That's, is it Christmas break? It will be Christmas break. It will be. Yeah, it will be. That sucks. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's got to be. I mean, they're talking about students. Oh, stu- students. Yes. I thought yeah. you meant like Knox County, like families being able to go. Yeah. Students won't be, uh, students won't come in droves to that game. But mm-hmm. then you, then you start off. Uh, I feel like, is, is there usually an SEC game before, or before the new year? I feel like they usually all start in January. Is that a new Scobie's first game? I think was. Is it right before like January? I think it like was. Like, it was. Yeah, it was just like right, right before December 29th. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Or maybe it was right after, but it, it seemed like it. It was right around that time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that when Ben was Ben Simmons playing for LSU then? Or was that no? I can't. No. Okay. Who? When did they came to Knoxville? Didn't Ben Simmons play in Knoxville? I thought uh, he did. That's I why mean, I was, he was only to there for one year. So right. 
So Tennessee finishing up a, a tough uh, tough out of conference for for playing Alabama to open up the SEC play. That is December 29th. So right before that, they just beat Gonzaga last night. Love to see it. Love to see it. So Alabama had a really good weekend. Huh? <laughs> yeah, good. They've they've they need it. That fan base right. needs it. Right. I they, mean they. I hate it for them. They've had a tough decade. They've had they've a tough been struggling. forever. Yeah. yeah. So good for them. They really. Need I don't know what the hell that state did to get everything that they're getting right now. Right. Let's talk college football this weekend. Um, I don't know if you want to start with the SEC game because that was the SEC championship game was definitely the uh, the better of the the run that we had. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't watch Friday's game. Glad I didn't see Oregon get. Which now. Miami's trying to hire Mario Cristobal. Apparently, ball's in his court. Just waiting for ink to paper uh, to hire him. But they do also still have a sitting coach. So, just a bunch of weird things going down in Miami, which I would consider yeah. one of the shadier places. Oh, in 100%. general, just city yeah. of Miami. I mean, I mean, weren't they giving like fifteen hundred dollars to everybody who's on the team anyway? Just being, I on think the it was team. like every athlete. Yeah, that's whatever. <laughs> um. But yeah, that or- I told Joe on Thursday, I was like, Utah destroyed Oregon. I got to think that they got to cover three points against the man. I didn't touch it. I don't know why I didn't, but, <laughs> you know, that, that's that's what happens when I don't touch it. It, it works. Isn't, I mean, there was a path for Oregon to be a two-conference – or a conference two-loss team, conference champion two-loss team, and get into the playoff. If I mean, chaos would have had to ensue, but if chaos ensued. Yeah. If Georgia I mean, wins, there is a Georgia lot of won, people. If Georgia won, couldn't they? I mean, they could have been in the conversation. Well, you, uh, Oregon? Oregon? If they had won, Oregon had won and Georgia had won. Why would they? I mean, they're a two loss team. All Then it, a two loss conference champion. You have Pitt, who's a two loss conference champion. The Big Ten champion's yeah. already in. Cincinnati's already in. Georgia's already in. They're in the con. I'm not saying they make it, but like all you do is win, and you're talking about a potential trip to the college football playoff, and you just get. Well, I mean, Baylor's kind of in that same boat. Yeah. I mean, Baylor, they, too. Yeah. But I mean, they put Notre Dame and Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati should not be in the playoff, but everybody else just screwed it up for themselves. Right. Oklahoma That's an even State. better. Right. That's an even better point. If Cincinnati had lost, there's an even, it's even more wide open. Yeah. Which you can't. I mean, I mean Pittsburgh. I, Pittsburgh's 11 and 2 with a conference championship. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. The committee wasn't going to just throw Notre Dame in there. If if they would have talked Pitt and Baylor before they just put Notre Dame in there, they already made that clear this year. Yeah. Losing Brian Kelly. So you just win it. You win and you, you put yourself in the conversation. That's all I'm saying. I don't think you're in automatically, but you put yourself in the conversation. They couldn't do that, which it worked out. They wouldn't have gotten in anyways, but. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know how they didn't do it. Um, you talked about that Baylor Oklahoma State game. Um, first off, what color orange was Oklahoma State wearing? That was not their color of orange, right? Yeah, they look like Clemson. That's what I thought. I was like, how did Clemson find themselves in a, in a conference yeah. title game? Damn it, Dabo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do anything around there, huh? Um, but yeah, not their color orange. They come up. Everybody was saying it. That's the best. Uh, Pile on cam of the year out there. Oh yeah. I mean that 
How does that? Oh my! How do you just fall down? Oh, here's my favorite debate. If Oklahoma State had won, do they get in over Georgia or Cincinnati? Not over Georgia. They get over in over Cincinnati, hundred percent. So I, I kind of agree, but also here's my next question and why I ask Georgia. The argument's always been like when teams play these games close to the end of the year, they go, "Well, there's your playoff." Georgia losing Alabama would that not be a reason to go? There's your playoff. They lost to a playoff team. It's over. Well, I think it. I think it. It's the same thing as like. They they knew that that's that's going to be the national championship, right? I agree. So that, I'm just so saying they were they weren't going to make Georgia number four, and they weren't going to make Alabama two and have Georgia at three. They weren't going to so make stupid. them play in the semifinal. Yeah, which is incredibly dumb. That Georgia's that Alabama's number one, right? It's incredibly dumb. I I, yeah. I know what well, I know what I don't the, think I know what the committee wanted. I'm just saying. For sake of the arguments that they've laid out on the table, mm-hmm. could Cincinnati, who's thirteen and zero now, could Oklahoma State, being twelve and one, get in over a twelve and one Georgia team who just lost to who you're saying is the number one team, so they shouldn't beat them again because they got spanked by that too. Right. Yeah. <sighs> Make it interesting, Oklahoma State. Come on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, every opportunity. Just like Ohio State. I mean, they had an opportunity. Michigan State yeah. had an opportunity. And you just choke it away. Right. Michigan took advantage of everything they were given after that horrible loss to Michigan State. Yeah. They should they should we'll just talk college football playoff as we go through this. So we'll we'll let, let's let's settle down on this. I mean, we're not gonna talk about Cincinnati beating Houston. I do want to talk about the Pitt Wake Forest game. We'll talk about that after this. Alabama put it on Georgia, but Michigan Michigan won forty two to three in a conference championship game. How do they get jumped to number one? Yeah, I mean, I like what you – I think you said on Twitter earlier, you're like, why didn't you make Alabama number two last yeah. week? If you were going to say – back if, to three, knowing if you, if they beat Georgia, you're going to bump them up to one. Yeah, then they should have been two yeah. if that's what you're doing. Mm-hmm. They should have been yeah. two. And I I, I prob- I would I would have said okay. Like, that would have been fine. Michigan – but you thought Michigan's so you thought Michigan's win over Ohio State was good enough to bump them to two, but you didn't think them dominating in the Big Ten championship, and then the number one team losing was justification to move them up. And then Al, if you want to talk about merits of losses, so Michigan lost to Michigan State, who at the time was were they number two in the country at that time? No, I, th- I think they're like six or something like that. Okay, so a top ten team. That's their only loss. Alabama's only losses to A and M. Who's not a top ten team? Who's not a top ten? <laughs> hadn't sniffed it, or no? And so I, the logic behind it doesn't make sense. It was, it's very clear. It was all to avoid a first round matchup of Georgia and Alabama, which I do not think the college football playoff should ever consider, and they probably won't ever admit to considering it because it's not right. It's not how you should grade it. It's not how they played. Have they? It's who's number one. And last week, according to your own rankings, Michigan should have been number one. Yeah. Here's here's the issue. Is you have three teams that are deserving of the college football playoff, and you have everybody else who is – whoever that fourth team is is going to get blown out. It doesn't matter who it is. 
Like, so, cool, have Cincinnati be it. But, like, no one else is going to be competitive against Alabama if they play like they did against Georgia. Right. It should have been Cincinnati this year. They were the most deserving of the, le- of the le- like, leftovers. Right. If you if Notre Dame was would you would you consider would you have Oklahoma State or Cincinnati in if Oklahoma State would have won? See, I just struggle with it because if you're going to say wins and losses, it goes back into the whole debate that they shouldn't be competing for the same national title as Oklahoma State. Yeah, right. So it's it's I would think Cincinnati would need to be in it personally if you're going to say all the crap you say and do all the crap you do but when you get into a one loss conference champion you do have those conferences for a reason and you've got to justify them being there for a reason it's like i mean it's almost oklahoma state and i would say an 11 and one notre dame team if your loss wasn't to cincinnati they could have potentially jumped cincinnati yeah they probably would have but but the committee screwed up they accidentally somehow they put cincinnati at four and Cincinnati was just going to keep winning, so you can't drop them for winning. Well, they, well, yeah. they drop Michigan, I guess. Yeah, it's it. No, they definitely. I don't know what they thought would happen to, to kind of iron that out because it would have been hard to make Oklahoma State jump them. Yeah, but I think they probably. I, I'm in agreement that they probably would have. Yeah, I think they would have too. But it's stupid, and college ball needs to to go over. Um, I mean, yeah, Graham Cincinnati strength schedule is terrible, but they're kind of at the mercy of college football in that sense. Like they're not yep. a power five team, so they can only be so good. And if you're going to tell a team to go out there and win all their games and, you know, they did beat Notre Dame, well, then you got to give them considerations. So. Yeah, I think that on. was a fault of Notre Dame. They just kept winning. So that that win over Notre Dame – for Cincinnati, just kept looking. It, it kept looking better and better and better. Yeah, absolutely. As the season went on, it just looked like a better win because they kept winning. And now they're the number five team. Cincinnati can say we're undefeated and we beat a top five team. Right, and then and then I mean, if you talk about putting Oklahoma State in, I think then that brings Notre Dame into the conversation because you're like, well, Notre Dame went eleven and one. There, I would guess their strength schedule is pretty dang close to Oklahoma State's. And then Oklahoma State's losses to Iowa State. The only thing they have over Cincinnati is they're a power five team. Yeah. Our loss is at least to a top 25 opponent, top 10 opponent. Mm-hmm. So then I think if you're going to talk about Oklahoma State being in it, now you're talking about Notre Dame being in it. I just can't believe Tennessee's not in it. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I do want to talk about the Pitt Wake Forest game. Uh, starting off really fun, by the way. I was like, oh, this is. I switched the TVs. I had a. Um, the Big Ten championship on the big one switched them when I was like, this game's going to be better, and uh, not ended up not being the greatest. Uh, Pitt kind of took control of it. I want to talk specifically about the fake slot because I am very annoyed with people who want to make a rule about a fake slot. I just want anyone, if anyone's listening, or if you can do this, name me the last time any player has done a fake slot. Michael Vick in the NFL, but that's, he actually yeah. slid and then got and he up, actually slid. Which now you it's can't a, do that, right? Which is, I think, it's totally different when you're talking about hitting the ground, right? But it's like, I mean, it's we like have the same as a juke. It's an even better example. How many? How many times can you name a player faking this? Just, just think this season. 
and you would have seen it on top 10 if it resulted in anything. Uh, fake running out of bounds. I mean, couldn't anybody do a fake slide? It doesn't have to be a quarterback. Right. right. Or anybody could slide. And, I mean, and if you just watch the play, the Purdue players don't give up, like, where you would have hit him. So it's all like, oh, they had to pull up to avoid taking his head off. It's like, no, they pulled up five yards short of him. That's why he was able to do it. Right. But then I get it. Like, so we're talking about Kenny Pickett. How many – Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback. How many quarterbacks are way more athletic than him in college ball right now? Can run better than Kenny Pickett. And they haven't done it. Yeah. So it's, it's just like there doesn't need to be a rule for that. The players need to – all they need to do – you've seen it happen all the time is when you hit the quarterback as he's going down, you just kind of touch him. You don't have to take his head off. And I'm not getting into the rule about how soft football is and how dumb targeting. Like I am in support of that too. But I don't want to make another rule to try to correct that rule. So yeah. you're, we're not going to make up – we shouldn't be making up more dumb rules to f- try to fix a dumb rule. Kenny Pickett I mean, pulled off a, a really good move. He never started his slide. If he had, he would have slid because unless he's just a freak athlete. Right. Um, he just drug his leg, slowed down. You see hesitation moves all the time, and then went because those guys pulled up. It was I mean, a great yeah, play that took awareness. He he, he did a double move with a, with a ball. Right. He, yeah. he didn't try to like he didn't i don't i mean and if you talk to him if you listen to him talk about it he did not go i'm gonna fake slide here this he went down to start sliding he saw the player stop and went mm-hmm. if you punish a player for that i mean the the players got punished for giving up on the play because they still gave up on the play way too early yeah i don't think if any defensive coaches is, is crying about that then don't cry to your players about giving up on plays ever because that's what happened. Your Purdue defense gave up on plays. Wake Forest. Wake Forest, sorry. Same, same Wake colors. Forest, same colors. <laughs> yeah. um, the Wake Forest gave – like, they just gave up on the – Our mind's on Purdue, game. man. Also, why – like, again, making dumb – why would you ever want to take away a play like that? That was awesome. Like, why? Who's, who saw that play and their first thought was, that's got to be fixed? Also, like, if, if the player doesn't, like, give up on the play – Kenny Pickett could be in the hospital. I mean, because if he does that fake slide and he's just standing there just wide open and that safety doesn't yeah. give up and just smacks him, I mean, it, it's a risky play. I mean, it paid off for Kenny Pickett, but it could very well end very badly for him. Right. Yeah, and he would have had to – I mean, whatever. So, <laughs> don't give don't, – don't say that. You're giving the NCAA ideas how to protect players now. Yeah, also, it, it – it didn't really have an impact on the outcome of the game. Pittsburgh. It's just, I, again, I, that too. And I just get into why make dumb, more dumb rules to correct dumb rules. Yeah. Also, there are a lot of plays where the quarterback's starting to go to the ground that he gets his head taken off that I think most people can agree need to be taken out of any sport. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. Billy Napier. I do want to mention this. Stayed with this team for one last week. Got the win over Appalachian State. I respect that. Yeah, good for them. They, they got a freaking home game. How did that happen? I guess they don't have a site for the game. I guess. So I guess the, so. It goes to the top. Or maybe it maybe it moves around schools and it ended up at Louisiana this yeah. year. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Um, look that up. But yeah, I I respect when coaches are like, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay. I'm going to finish out my my season, unlike Brian Kelly, who had an opportunity to be in the college football playoff and just bolted. 
So. I bet our guy Brady Hoke just getting absolutely demolished in the Mountain West. Uh, yeah, and that that uh, that punter, I don't know his name. He had a safety. Oh, did he? Did he get blocked? I think he got blocked. And then it, yeah, ended up in a safety. Very not good. Not good for the brand. Not good for the brand. Yeah. Also, like, is the the Big Ten West is that just the worst division in all of sports? It's terrible. Is it West? I thought it was North and South. Is it East and West? I thought it was East and West. It may be. Well, it used to be what Legends and yeah, yeah. It's big submissions in the Big Ten East. Okay. I mean, can we do some switching a little bit? Right. I mean, maybe people say that about the West and East and in the SEC, but at least I mean, Georgia is. <laughs> we have Georgia. I mean, they have Iowa. Iowa is terrible. Yeah, they uh they haven't. They're the worst 10-win uh, team I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it's hard to argue with that. I mean, that was that was horrible. I mean, I understand, like, you're not – Iowa, most of the time, their unders hit because they have such a good defense. But you give up 42 and only score three points, I mean, that's – ugh. It wasn't a good game. No, and they had to have a blocked punt against Nebraska to even be there. Right, which is good. Nebraska losing is hilarious. Oh, my God. that train going. Okay, so they destroyed Maryland, but beat Penn State by three, lost Purdue, lost to Wisconsin, um, beat Northwestern by five, which Northwestern is one of the worst power five teams in the country, beat Minnesota by five, beat Illinois by ten, beat Nebraska – by eight. I mean, they don't have any like they don't have any good wins except Penn right. State and, and Penn State. I don't think was very good either. Yeah, it's no. I mean, it's not a great win. Decent, good conference win, but no, not a. I, I mean, Iowa got in because that division wasn't very good, like you said. So, yeah. So, who do you you have? Wisconsin, Iowa. Who else is in that division? Um. Nebraska's in that division, aren't they? Yeah, I guess. Uh, Rutgers, I think, is in that division. Oh, no. Um, Where are they get? Where's their bowl game at? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Um, Or, sorry, the West Division. Rutgers is in the East. Uh, Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, and Northwestern. Northwestern went one and eight. In conference play, you know, holy crap! That I mean, that's how Purdue's Ugh. in the Music City Bowl. Yeah, not a good, just, not a good year for the West Division. <laughs> I mean, all they did was beat up on everybody else. Yeah, not a not a great not a great year for the the Big Ten West. So, Lord. yikes! Uh, do we have any questions? I haven't seen any get dropped in here. I haven't seen any either. All right, are you ready for most important of the week? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, just got this one from Tennessee Stats. Lady Vol Hoops snapped Virginia Tech's 63-game home winning streak against non-conference opponents. Damn. Wow. It's a lot of games. There ain't no, right? Yes. Don't hold me to that. Yes. Oh, I, I did want to mention one thing before college football. Notre Dame hiring Marcus Freeman. You like it or don't like it? Because it, it seems like everybody else 
get a head coach and they hired from within, which, you know, they are kind of a blue blood in college football. So do you like that move or do you not? Um, I mean, I don't hate it for the the basis that he's not been a head coach. Um, I mean, I think there's not a, a perfect formula to, to getting the right head coach. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I'm indifferent about it. I don't think it's a terrible hire. I think it's clear that the you mentioned this earlier that the players wanted him. Um, and then I think in the kind of the year that college ball is going to be with with hires, you're you're going to kind of be slim pickings anyways. So it might be a good way to kind of make sure your program is stabilized for the next few years. I think with a hire like this, though, you're going to have to you're going to have to kind of be on your toes the whole yeah. time. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of risky. Move. For sure. Yeah, but I don't yeah, I don't necessarily hate it. I don't hate it right out the gate. I know. I, I think it could be good. I mean, I, I don't think – I don't think he makes them worse, but I Fair. definitely don't think he makes them better. Like, they're not going to get better just because Marcus Freeman is there. Um, I, I know he handled recruiting and stuff like that. Um, the offense coordinator, coordinator is staying there. I think he's only 29, the offensive coordinator is. Okay. Who it is. Um, and then he's only 35. So, you know, may, maybe they are able to get recruits um, and stuff like that. But, I mean, every time they Notre Dame gets an opportunity in the playoff or something like that, they just screw it up. So, um, right. yeah, I don't think they're, they'll be a contender more so than they are now anytime soon. No, I mean, unless he just blows it out of the water. Um, i got to agree with that take for now. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the players seem to like it, so maybe that does something for you. But that, that's it's a little worrisome not having a – you know, we, we kind of did the whole coordinator route, and, I mean, ours just doesn't work for a number of reasons. But <laughs> Right. But I, I thought that was a weird move being like such a, you know, being this close to the college football playoff and, you know, ha- having an 11-win team and then hiring from within. Because I'm, I'm you could have got somebody there. I, th- I think so. I think it was, I think it was definitely – like going out and getting someone would have been tougher this year than, than maybe next year or two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um especially because you kind of got into it late. Yeah. But you mentioned them being a blue blood. Pe- people want to coach Notre Dame. Yeah. They do. So. Um, What about Venables to Oklahoma? Do you think that happens? It looks like it's happening, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that boat. I got to see it to believe that he's actually yeah. going to leave Clemson. That's another coordinator hire. I mean, he's he's obviously, you know, been at Oklahoma, and he's, he's won a lot, and – I mean, you hired Lincoln Riley, who was a coordinator. So, I mean, if it happens, he's been on the road recruiting for Clemson. I mean, I know you kind of have to do that, but that's again, you're kind of getting that transfer portal thing where, you know, if you're telling a kid you're going to be there and he goes there for and you're recruiting him, I mean, he's going to get out of that NIL. Yeah. Or not NIL. NL. So many. Yeah. NLI. (laughs) Yeah. So many. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely interesting. I think uh, I think that'd be a pretty good hire. I mean, his name's been around a lot in these these last couple searching 
um, searches that have happened. So I think it would surprise a lot of people just because the relationship he has with Dabo, but Oklahoma may just kind of be the right fit for him. And mm -hmm. they call yeah. him. So. Yeah, maybe cool. uh, get your feet wet a little bit until you come to the SEC and then in, you're in a gauntlet every single year. Yep. Maybe yep. kind of get established. And now's the time to do it because you don't want to wait until they're in the SEC to try to play catch up. Um, we're out there now, and it's not fun. <laughs> um, I'm looking for any more most importance that I have. Did you see – I meant to tweet this out. Did you see this Eagles video? This guy, this offensive lineman just yelling at another one. This is just my most important for you. He just yells Landon all the time. <laughs> Landon! I feel attacked. Um, no, he's, he's being held. He's, like he's, about, like he's trying to come after me. No, he's trying to – he's getting some help, man. Just, oh, he wants he's help. He's yeah, he's relying on Landon, yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> help. <laughs> That's awesome. Other than that, I've got fails. Um, I have one most important – the Memphis Grizzlies beating the Oklahoma City Thunder 152 God. to 79. That was awesome. The biggest margin of victory in NBA history. Insane. Wow. And, and it's insane. it's I I know Memphis is better than they have been, but like it's not a like if you're if you're gonna say one team is gonna have the biggest margin of victory in NBA history, it wouldn't have been. I would have never guess Memphis is gonna right. be on the right hand of that. <laughs> right. I'm shocked the Warriors haven't somehow. Yeah, been just, attached to that lately. Right. Um. Let's see. I've got fails. Yo, let's do I'm it. start. I'm gonna start in high school football. I hope you can see this. Let's see if I can. Get it up here. Um, God bless. Okay, so they called this a catch. Just wait for the replay. I should have done better research here and had it ready to go on the – this is in a state championship game, folks. I know there's no review, but it's not even close. Uh... Oh my god! <laughs> Not even close. I mean, was that Alcoa? No, yeah, East Nashville versus Alcoa. Yeah, oh, okay. Which so that it kid did, that it didn't, they, ma it didn't matter anyway. They must have gave that kid some credit because he did have some incredible catches throughout that game. Um, so they must have been like, oh, he probably caught it. <laughs> yeah, he good. Yeah, I, yeah, they're trying to give them something because. And what can you do? That's that sucks to be in three A and yep. You know, we have this historic season, then we have to play Alco, who <laughs> would beat yeah. everybody except for, you know, maybe some of the top teams in 6A. But they'd, they'd play with them. They'd play with Summit. Yeah. Oakland would be, Oakland would be tough, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Two teams that played in 6A. Uh, my next one, did you see the, the guy from KSR tweet that Mark Stoops is the greatest Kentucky football, greatest coach in Kentucky football history, and he will be here for the rest of his career? It's time to build the statue. Yeah, we actually talked about this. Did you? First off, um, don't build a statue for a guy that's still there for so many reasons. 
Second off, he's not the best coach in Kentucky football history, statistically speaking. So that's weird. That's a good point. Bear? He's an idiot. Statistically, it's Bear. He has more wins, and they coach, I think. Not I think Bear on Bear. game day, though, right? No. Bear, no, Bear God, Bryant. no. He has no wins. <laughs> um, but, yeah, statistically speaking, Bear Bryant's still better than him. Hmm. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, I, we talked about that a little bit because somebody, some rotter, <clears throat> had the check mark, so he's fine for sure. Um, but he was like, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." Like I, he was like, "I don't, I don't understand why other fan bases are chiming in." Go ahead and do it. No one like knows what statues like Tennessee, South Carolina, and all this other teams have. And I was like, "Well, South Carolina has a big million dollar cock." Oh, did you not see statue. my? Did you not see my reply to that one? Uh. Uh-uh. I was like, if you didn't know these two statues, and I attached that ugly tiger and that massive cock, and yeah. was like, if you don't know these, are you even a college football fan? <laughs> I was like, I know exactly what. I was like, you couldn't name other schools that I have yeah. no chance at guessing a statue, like A and M, LSU. Like you, you had to name the two that I know exactly what statues they have, and they're terrible. So this doesn't help your your cause anymore. That I'm only aware of the worst statues of all time. And you just equated your team to those, so yeah. If you want to put a, <laughs> if you want to do a statue of a smaller cock, go ahead. Go ahead and put beautiful there. Um, there, my reply must not have sent because it's it's not there. It'd be funny if they butchered it too, like the Ronaldo statue thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you see the picture of the statue he like recommended? Uh. It was like. Half cactus. It wasn't even. It looked terrible. It was like he clearly tried to do it himself and forgot an entire leg. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Um, I also have one for uh, it's it's for Summit. They first of all, they had the kids run out with Kentucky flags out of Tennessee. I mean, cool. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Let them let them run through. Come to Tennessee with Kentucky flags and, you know, leave with a loss. That's usually what happens. So That was uh, very dumb. I've never seen anything like that. That was weird. Yeah. Maybe that's I mean, common. You kinda, I've never seen it. You kind of dug your own grave with that one. Yeah. Never seen that before. Um, my last one. Shout also, out to that would not have flown in our student section. If somebody was doing that, <laughs> I know, I'd be right? like, hell no. <laughs> I don't care where that kid's going to school. You're not flying a Kentucky flag. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't do it as a fan. If I if I was just a fan of that program and saw that, I'd go and rip that down. Oh yeah. Um, our boy Penny Hardaway. He said if he had been playing the players that care most all care the most all season, Memphis would be undefeated. That's a bad indictment on your coaching, big dog. <laughs> <laughs> you can't play the right players. That's that's your job. At so. least he has some. He is he's self aware. Somewhat of it, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Does he feel untouchable at Memphis? He's got to be, right? Yeah, he, he has to, yeah. Has to be. Or has to feel that. That's all my that's all my fails. Um, I, oh, This is a stupidity, but I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'll say it again on Thursday. So, <laughs> um, It's Dan Wolken. He says, um, it is absolute 
insanity that people talked seriously about Michigan firing Harbaugh a year ago. And then somebody tweeted it as soon as he said it. I guess they had it waiting because it's awesome. But he right. said uh, it, it was a um, article from Dan Wolken a, over a year ago. said, Michigan's latest loss is more reason to believe Jim Harbaugh can't win big there. Yeah, he's an idiot. I mean, and he, to him, like to himself, he's an idiot. So, yeah. Insubordinate and churlish. <laughs> I love I love when Dan Wilkin can make himself look stupid. That's he's done it. I, I just wish I could see so. his tweets. It'd be so much better, but I can't. So I only get like half of them because of screenshots. Yeah, um, I'm not blocked by him. I guess I haven't. I, we think we've talked about this. I guess I haven't said anything mean enough, but mm. which I don't. I just ignore him. So yeah, that's that's. I mean, he just gives us content, so I appreciate him. There's always got to be one. Right. I'm going through Twitter here. So, uh, and looking at the people who were in home this weekend was, uh, just want to make sure that Rodney Garner was on campus this weekend. Right. Yeah. Okay. He was here with Walter Nolan. I mean, he like, he was part of his why. Okay. Just want to make sure he went out on the road. Cause you know, some Tennessee coaches were out on the road. So. Uh, for, for that reason. Want to, yeah. Want to make sure he was here for, the guy that he should be here for should be here for. Yeah. 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 He was, um, but you'll, you'll probably see them back on the road this week, but I, I'd say the majority were back here for, especially position coaches and things like that. were here for the official visits. Perfect. That's what you want to make sure of. Yeah. We're well, doing it the right way. Exactly. That's all I got. I'm ready for Yellowstone. So let's do it. Guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, Thursday. So yep. Look forward See y'all to Thursday. Y'all have a good, uh, good Monday. Balls play on Tuesday, Madison Square Garden against Texas Tech. Um, so hopefully Tennessee gets a win there. We're bringing the boat in and we out.